Well, at least you didn't do it like last time where you said the wrong song when you did the countdown. Well, look, first of all, first of all, we're live. Second of all, (laughs) stop talking shit. Like, I feel like, like, I feel like, first of all, you walk in here looking like you just left the the set of a White Snake music video from 1989. What? With your fucking leather pants missing like 50% of the material. They're leggings. They're fashion leggings. They're fucking leather pants with no material. It's actually snakeskin to be technical. What the fuck? If you want to be specific, nigga, <laughs> whatever the point is, you walked in here with some pants that's half, that's half, that has half the material, like them shits on the cutting room floor somewhere. Oh, wow. Um, and you got the fucking, the one arm off the shoulder shirt like you in the fucking Flashdance movie, nigga, and then you got your Eastern European hair, European hair going. Because you did the curly, you did the curly shit before, so you said, "Yeah, I did the black side the last time, but I'm gonna do my white <laughs> yeah. shit now." Uh, yeah, know, I'm on I, my white shit. I tried to keep heat off of my hair as much as possible so that it stays healthy, and also so that this is bad. not a hairstyle podcast. But I'm just, but you know what? No, letting. I'm gonna tell you like Wally says to me. <laughs> By the way, this is a dope ass intro. Just one point out. This is off his new album, right? Yeah, that's the first track is called Sue Me. All that shit. Cool. You seen his new girlfriend? She was on um on my way to Bussabello, but hella though. Yeah, she was on the, um, she was at Crown with him. Because I reposted this shit with Elliot posted about some girl talking about, I guess, I don't know what she said, but he read the fuck out of her. Like, she said something to the, I guess she said, first she said something about his baby mom or something. What? Or something about wallet. No, some girl in the audience oh, okay. at Crown. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck she said to prompt him to go in on her like that. But he's like, yo, I have the greatest baby mom in the world, regardless of whatever you like. I'm always hold her down because at the end of the day, she, like she hold me down, she hold our daughter down. And then the, uh, yeah, I guess she said something about his new chick, and he's like, well, that model chick that you talking about? Cause, and I get what he's saying, cause people use the term model chick as a, a way to diminish her and say, oh, you know. <laughs> and the way he nailed it, she's like, he's like, you know, she's a dope ass person. She's taught me how to love and all these other things. And she just happened to be good at taking pictures and getting um six pictures. <laughs> And then he put the he put the shades on the set back like. Mm. <laughs> I don't care what the fuck she is from, but I get his point. Like, yo, why y'all niggas always trying to diminish somebody? Cause, um, you know, she's a quote unquote model, or she get paid to take pictures. Shit, there's a lot of niggas that get paid. To take, I know niggas that get paid to take pictures. So what? Right. Well, shit. A lot. Of- you get paid to take pictures in some cases. Yes, I do. Um, so, I just think that it's, I don't know why. It's down you get paid probably too much. Yeah. Oh, don't hate. Don't mm, hate. But I don't know why. I think a lot of people, you, but, you know, a lot of people, of course, they're they're unhappy and of course miserable with themselves. So well, of course they have to I think find that's the way society ways. is because even in, in this case, there is this um, assumption. I've heard people say this shit before. 
you can't be a pro-black man. Like, I, like I, I can understand if you say you can't be all about black girls, like, dark, you know, dark-skinned girls and your complexion and shit like that, or you can't talk about, you know, black women and being proud for being a black woman and being dead a white woman. I understand that. I thought some, she was mixed. No, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not talking her. I get people who have a problem with that to some extent. I can understand why you would have a problem if an artist is always talking about being pro-black, 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 but then they're like, if, uh, on some level, I understand it from a black woman's perspective. And it's like, yo, if you all for us, why well, you ain't marry one of us now? Again, I don't, but my only caveat to that is I don't know what his experiences was. And I'm also a firm believer that you love who the fuck you love. Like, I don't, like I don't really like, it's not what, hey, you know, you, you don't know what the fuck you end up in. You just don't know. Shit happens. But what I will say, in his case, like, yeah, the girl is black. Regardless of anything, the girl is fucking black. So, but there were people that were like, well, how he so Afrocentric and shit, but then he dating a light-skinned chick. Nigga, so fucking what? Uh, black the struggle. Like, yes, that's, exactly. that's where that colorism thing is like, oh, you light-skinned, you not really black. Nigga, no, you still black. It's, and it's actually part of the conversation we might as well actually transition into. But before we get there, uh-huh. we're going to start this back over. Um, since we've been talking for about five minutes already, and I introduced the fucking podcast. Again. Uh, Look, motherfucker, I can boy. do what because this is my podcast. Oh, yeah, we know that, but you didn't hear the blame this on me and say it's my Everything fault. Everything is your fault. So, no, I mean, we're really being honest here. I think he's only doing this because Wade isn't here. Shout no, out to no, Wade. no, no. I blame you even when he's here. Uh-uh. I'm no. still, yeah, it's been plenty of times to be like, you know, I'm in other podcasts. And then what, you know what, what? Fuck Ashley. What about the times when I wasn't here? Oh, there's been times when you weren't here and I still blamed you for shit. Oh, right. I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> um, this is episode. Well, first of all, this is the Down Team podcast. Down Team? Down Team, yes. Down Team. See, now you're going to be racist. This is your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. This is your fault. She came in here trying to talk with an Asian accent being all types of racism. No. First, he dressed me as a nigga. Well, I mean, you are a nigga. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, because usually it's half breed, is what he greets me. I said, well, if you wouldn't have me with that, call you Cracker. Yeah, and I was like, she ain't like that. So, never mind. Um, back to what I was saying <laughs> I am Will K. The King and this is the Down With The King podcast um, this is episode 35 yes, tree five. and I am joined by my fucking annoying friend uh, and sister yay. and punk ass person all around but you love the half breed Ashley K A-Y weeks or whatever um i've been on vacation the last week i ain't done shit i just been on vacation away from work because fuck niggas yeah Man. everyone needs a mental break from the um, place no I, I tried to take a menu from you that's why i would oh yeah please, you know, please. um yes i'm drinking juice fuck you guys i'm thirsty um but uh, how are you doing, Ashley? I really like care. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> you take care. Um, I'm actually I'm doing pretty good. Um, I have a full day ahead. 
um, I was telling you, of course, before. She didn't tell me what she had to do. She just told me she's only available to a certain time today. Yeah. I really don't know specifically what she has planned. I guess he feels like he has to know every single thing that goes on in my life as an aspect of an annoying big brother that he is. Um, but I am going to a movie premiere uh, that starts at 6 o'clock uh, for a filmmaker named Ann Green. Shout out to Ann Green. He's premiered his new film called You, Me, and Her at the Northwest Activity Center. I'm going to there to support. And then, um, shut up. And then after that, I'm going to a game night. So that's going to be fun. Because you don't plan game nights, and then the other group that usually plans game nights, they've been slacking. So it's just oh, like, when I do plan okay. game nights, niggas gonna show up. I showed up. I said niggas. You okay? Yeah, I'm not a part of niggas. So, Half breed, whatever you want to yeah, call me. So um, niggas, niggas flake out or whatever. So I just stop doing shit. I don't no, fucking care. I it's not that serious. That is what it is. I um, mean, he still has these Uno flips and regular I, Uno I and Card Against Humanity. And yeah, yeah. That's just still on the dining table because it's. That's what goes on the dining table. Oh. Uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck off. You don't have a game. I actually bought box. some new cards and I fall into the trap. You know how you on Instagram and you see these stupid ass and shit. It'd be like futuristic shit or stupid shit. And mm-hmm. you know, all shit short over like Asia or some shit. It might be some of some kind of table or some dumb shit. All right. There was these black, like, really shiny playing cards. And for whatever reason, I wanted the motherfuckers to fall order some. Whoa, so what was the cards? They were just regular playing cards, but they're like, it's black print, all black, like black out, mm-hmm. and kind of like this, it looks like this like metal. That mm-hmm. shit look, they just look dope as shit. And I was like, fuck it, I want some. And that's why I ordered some. Yeah, I don't know what they, they might be on mailbox, and I honestly have no idea. Yeah. Because I know I said international shipping, so I knew it wasn't getting shipped from here. Yeah, so from, where I'm gonna get from Ting. Ting Tong. He's gonna be racist again. <laughs> no, He's gonna be fucking racist. You again. set that up, though. Yeah, no. You did. That doesn't you justify racism. That doesn't. You that doesn't. Did. That doesn't. You're half your people are already taking enough from us. Wow, wow. Right. No, don't, don't. Uh, I'm Irish. We're just drunk. Very, very drunk. People. Is she white? <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, Ashley came. She's going to some premiere and shit. As long as she ain't talking about on Sweets Day, I punk her. I, uh, I, I, no, I, nobody. Honestly, I keep forgetting that Michigan is the only state that celebrates Sweetest Day, which I don't understand. Um, look, it's it, I, I don't under it's. I mean, it's a lot of holidays that are only done. It's just like we're. I mean, yeah, it's what it is. This is like only certain things are here. Like Meyer is only in like Michigan and Indiana. They have some in Ohio too. Yeah, it's the only Midwest thing. Is what I guess I'm saying. Yeah, it's a Midwest thing for the most part. Um, yeah, here's what it is. That happens. There are a lot of things that are regional. Um, Fago for one. A lot of states don't have Fago. Uh, I'm gonna say this. Fago, I don't know what happened with them, but they fell off dramatically. I don't know. Taste wise. Yeah, no. I mean, that used to be, be our thing in the household as a kid, but as I grew, it just it just didn't hit the same. That too. Um, it could be, could be a reason. Um, but I think also my last experience with the fake old pop, even though part of it was my fault because I should have read the date when I purchased it. That's probably your fault. Yeah, that it was, was like. That's fault. Not, not take those. Yeah. Uh, the source, excuse me, stop getting shit that was old. 
I don't care. All these other, if you say you Polynesian or you are Peruvian, all these different all these different nationalities that white people try to use, like, no, we're not. We're we're this. No, you're white. <laughs> and in that regard, now, and this is only in this argument. If we get into other shit, I'm not worried about that. But I'm, I'm I am being dismissive on purpose in this specific argument. Mm-hmm. You cannot say ignore, nigga. Now, I understand that there are exceptions to certain if you're you have a friend and y'all that's your friend allows that and they'll feel black friend allows you to do that. Understand that your black friend is giving you that homie pass with them. Right. That homie pass is not transferable. You cannot you not transfer it to other homies. You have to get a homie pass for every homie that is going to allow you to say that shit. Uh-huh. Point blank. Um, because anything else is going to prompt you to probably get hit. <laughs> just, just, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. And of course, if you use nigger in a derogatory way, you're trying to, you, you're calling every, I hate niggers and all other shit. <laughs> nigger, nigger, nigger. I know. You get whatever you deserve. Exactly. Now, the reason this came up is because some some chick. Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez. Well, I don't know who the fuck she is. She's an actress. Okay. So Gina Rodriguez is an actress, apparently. Um, so apparently she's already had some said some disparaging things about women of color, black women or something in the past or something. Um, hold on, let me look it up. So I can make sure I'm right. But I've heard that she's uh made some disparaging um comments. And I heard that I guess she had multiple videos that were up on YouTube where she used the word nigga, but had to be quickly taken down because, of course, there was a lot of backlash in regards to her using the word nigga. So... So I'm I'm looking at this article because I want to see, I want to make sure I'm right. She's made some interesting comments when it comes to black people. Uh, and, okay, she tries that. She advocates for Latinos in, in the film, which I understand. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. However, it seems that she's been dismissive of black people in her, her arguments for minorities. So, for example, I guess, mm. um, back in 2017, when Marvel started um, promoting Black Panther, she tweeted, Marvel and DC are killing it in the inclusion and women for, um, but where are the Latinos? And while I understand her point, that is not a good time to do it because uh, Black yeah. Panther was such a monumental thing for black, black people. people. And it's a place in Wakanda. You can't, you can't co-op that for something that's going to be so huge for one race to say, yeah, it's just like going to somebody waiting and then proposing to somebody. Oh, like, motherfucker, yeah. no. It's not about you. Right. Like, just give credit. This is dope. Mm-hmm. Then another time, don't bring it up now. This is just not, it's not the time. And this is another, people don't understand. 
it is not when you when something else big is going on. This is not the time for you to bring up some other bullshit that don't. That's not because it, it all you're doing is showing that you're trying to steer your argument towards something that you care about, right? And take the focus and it's, and it, all it does is come off as you trying to take the focus off of black people or and whatever. You're being a hater. You're being it's like you're being like yeah y'all doing good, but what about us? It's like no nigga, it's not about you right now, and that's the thing. Right. You get to pick their time. I, you have your argument. You can say yo, I'm I'm all for you know the inclusion and the diversity in film right now but I still want to see more Latinos and Latino women getting chances which is fine that is not a bad argument to have right. but you can't make that argument at the expense of other minorities who are finally getting noted, recognized mm-hmm. that's it or, you know, and, it's, and so it's just all about timing with this shit it's like if you're doing it in one way to disparage another that's when it becomes an issue let's see Also, a lot of people, one thing that people pointed out in that case was, for one, two of like Marvel's highest grossing films, um, like started with had Jordana, who is a Latina woman. Right. She's a Puerto, she's Puerto Rican, Dominican, so. And then Tessa Thompson. So like, both like two of these movies are like so there are like these people are in these movies, so it's not like they're not in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then also, I guess apparently in 2018, when they were like, uh, like, um, promoting Smallfoot, I guess there was a, a question somebody asked Yara Shahidi. Um, when they asked her, you know, about being a role model for so many young black women since she's been on grown-ish and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I guess Rodriguez interrupted and corrected the question and said for so many women. It's like, no, the question was about black women. Right. You can't, I, you can't, that was, she basically all the lives matter the question. Uh-huh. That's essentially what she did. Uh-oh. So I can see why she already has a bad reputation mm-hmm. when it comes to blackness and her issues with it, it seems. Mm-hmm. And so when you already have that in your history, when you're on a, um, a Snapchat video or IGV or whatever it was, and she was singing um, the Fuji song, and she and she sang the whole song, and then the song, and the word, the word nigga comes up, and she sung it. Mm-hmm. And she just sang it, and I understand. You sing the songs, whatever, I'm sure, unfortunately, for whether people want to it, whether it's white, black, whoever, if they are into rap, they, if they've probably said the N word at some point singing along with a song. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, the first experience I ever had with it was when I was my first year in Michigan State. Um, when I first got to state, um, I was in the overbook room. So it was me and these two other white kids, this kid Greg, this kid Eric. They were two best friends. I thought you were going to say Ralph, and I'm like, wait, no, what? Ralph was my second. <laughs> Ralph was, so first it was these two white kids, Eric and Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And they, they had friends that they so they had friends that they when they knew from like um that they so they were two friends or whatever they came up there together, um and then they had a friend or whatever they came up there one weekend I remember and they had they had a whole bunch of beer and shit so we were just sitting and chilling they were listening to the music and one of their friends was singing it was some it was a Tupac song or something right. and he sung this song and he just sung the song out you know just singing it 
like you probably normally would when there's not a black guy around. And as soon as he said the word nigga, he looked right at me. Oh, why would they do that? He looked right at me. I mean, I don't think he thought about it. I think as he said it, he's like, oh shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I thought like, it was one of those. No, he wasn't. Hey, I don't think he did it like, hey, I'm okay. No, I think what happened is that as, because he, you know, he probably was just, he was in his song. Mm-hmm. He just sitting there drinking the beer, singing the song. And then I think when he just said it on, he's like, oh shit. Um, so you're good. You're good. Go ahead. I know you weren't like trying to be malicious. You were just you were singing a song. Right. You probably was in your own. You was in your own zone. You're gonna be singing a fucking song. You probably normally do, and you wasn't thinking about it. And I understand that happens. Um, but if you're going to do that, you probably shouldn't do it on Snapchat or IG Live or whatever the case may be. Right. Because then people are going to react to it. And everybody's not going to have the same mindset that you have. Where you well, and then in her case, she has a history of seemingly anti-blackness. So yeah. in her case, it's going to be perceived or taken a lot differently. Mm-hmm. Because no, bitch, you seem to have this thing about black people, so you can't say that word. Now, with that being said, the conversation then expands because then it's like, okay, can Afro-Latinas or Latinos say the word nigga? And so then you get into a conversation um, about people like Fat Joe. Or Trina. Trina's black. No, she's Afro-Latina. Trina? Yes, she is. Really? Yes, my dude. She is Afro-Latina. I've never heard her even once. Look it up. I guarantee you that. I ain't never once. I I know she's, I think she is part Trinidad, but they said she is Afro-Latina. Are you gonna call you your Trina? No, I'm talking about Trina, the baddest shit. That that don't sound right. I will look it up, but no, I can guarantee you that she is. Um, Trina, Trina, Trina. So... Well, it says her father's from the Dominican Republic and her mom is from the Bahamas. Okay, so yeah, she's, yeah, so she is, yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. So she's, so okay, so basically she's, okay, she's, she's, I didn't even know that. No idea, because I've never heard her, because I probably think she won't have an accent, that could be why. Yeah. She's never really talked about it. It could be, because I've never once heard her even ever once mentioned Yeah, that. I actually just found this out like, last year. I've never once heard her even talk about that, ever. Yeah, last year is when I found it. I wonder if my cousin knew, because he was always seeing trees on the motherfucking house. <laughs> my sister, both who Jacob is. Cool, bro. <laughs> so he may, he may have known. I didn't. I honestly didn't know that. So but you know, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hear anybody mention Trina, but I heard everybody talking about Cardi B. Yeah. But my thing is, first of all, a lot of people didn't even know Cardi B was actually <clears throat> Afro Latina. A lot of people were just referring to her as a Latina. Which, no, bitch, she's black. Right. Like, you can't, it's not the same. You can't, because it was one article I saw, and you can't lump her in with Gina Garrigas, whatever her name is, because she's, like, she's not, Gina's not black. Cardi is. And now, even with J-Lo, because J-Lo's technically Puerto Rican, right? She's Puerto Rican. Now, and she said the word nigga in she's, that yeah. song with her and Job. Yeah. And that was a big controversy at the time. Mm-hmm. It blew over. Right. But it was a big thing at the time because it was like, okay, what she can. But, you know, internet wasn't the same. But it was a conversation about it back when that happened. I remember. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, is it okay for her to say it? Um, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, or whatever. Because I remember Ja Rule chiming in. He's like, I wrote the song. What the fuck? You know, it is what it is. Well, but, and it's not a feature. But a lot of people. 
And so here's my thing. I feel like people are selective when it comes to that. They are. Because again, I love Fat Joe. Fat Joe been saying nigga since 93. Mm-hmm. Like, and Big Pun too. Well, yeah, both of them. But one's it, so I'm not gonna talk. But Joe specifically <laughs> has been said nigga since 93. I mean, can I flow Joe? Like, that's it. Can I flow Joe? Can I flow Joe? Gotta, 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 gotta let it know Joe. Like, that, that nigga Joe, back then, was fucking saying nigga. He probably was saying nigga before that. But, again, I understand. You, he's from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't anything new because it's like, look, we all come from the same, we the same slums, whatever. So he probably just said because it's like, whatever. He probably from the same hood. Right. And I think Joe was doing an interview recently where he was talking about, like, all that shit. Like, we're all, like, descendants of black people to some sense of me. We're all black. Like, all that shit comes from black people. Um, he talks about, like, you know, how, whatever. And I'm not going to get into the whole national era, like, the, the, that, all that shit. Like, I'm not going to get into all that because I don't, I'm just, I'm not expert in shit, so I'm not going to get into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then you get into account because okay, I can understand on, on the side of Joe and why he makes it and people because like like I said he was saying shit for twenty plus years and nobody said a word. Right. Nobody said a word until now where it's like a conversation. Um, Cardi is black, so we, I'm not anybody that's putting her in an argument is stupid. Um, and uh, what else? I don't remember. But no, so it's not, you can't lump Cardi in that group because I don't believe she don't fit in that group. She's not just a Latino. No, she's an Afro-Latino. Mm-hmm. Like that's so, at the end of the day, she can say it. Um, but I just, it's this whole conversation about who can say it, who can't say it. Um, and like I said, I think they're just using Gina as a scapegoat now because they may have wanted a reason to maybe say something about somebody like Carney or something like that. But it's like, I remember people were using the thing about Carney, her being, um, cause they were, I feel like for a while, black people, a lot of them, especially Nikki fans, were focused on the fact that, um, she, they were saying that Carney is not black. Um, and that was the reason why she was getting um, attention over Nikki. Oh, and they were, so they were focusing on the thing that she's Latina, and that's why I'm like, no, nigga, she's Afro-Latina. Let's not be, let's like, not like it. All right. They both light-skinned, so that shit don't matter. Mm-hmm. One's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then your past your prime. And basically. one has an infectious personality. That's really and wonderful. that's the thing, like, Cardi one has people, always been real. Everybody likes one person. The other person has basically been a jerk. A lot of people. And it's pretended to be you know, this. You know what I, I I'm really I liking it to Anita Baker. Anita Baker's a bitch. Oh yeah, everybody. Everybody, you ask anybody that has ever met Anita Baker. She's a damn asshole. People from Detroit, they love Anita Baker. And mm-hmm. we and look as a my mom listened to Anita Baker. I love Anita Baker. Every that, like, fucking day of my childhood, my, like, my stepmom my loves Anita had... Baker. And look, so I've been I've been bombarded with Anita Baker since I was a kid. Dude, my parents the actual Rapture album on the vinyl and literally would just play back Baker and back. And to listen to as a child. Oh, I, f- I mean, so, Rapture is in my top five albums so of that all being time. Said, <laughs> musically, Anita Baker is a legend. Yes, I agree. She's also a legendary bitch. <laughs> Didn't, um, 
reality, when people talk about being a diva, mm-hmm. Anita Baker is that. You remember the story that Kyle told yeah, you? Yeah, one of our friends, and it's a similar story. When he told me, it didn't surprise me, because I've right. literally heard similar things where, in his case, so here's the two, the two reactions you get. So Anita Baker is one of those people that, okay, first of all, if you know her, she wants you to act calm. She doesn't want you to fan out. Yeah. She doesn't like when you react fan out, like, oh my gosh, she's like, because there's things like, calm down, calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that serious. That's how she acts. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know her, if you don't recognize her, if you don't react the way she thinks you should, then she will feel like that either. So it's like, bitch, just pick a side. So that's what <laughs> right. happened to our friend Kyle. Our friend Kyle does not like R&B music. He, he hates, hates it. R&B music. He will only listen he, to rap or rock. He only listens to specifically Chop the Screw rap. Yeah. To be fair. Um, but... Right, so he he called he refers to R and B as cool boys. That's a whole nother. But whatever yeah. the case may be, he really despises R and B music. And so back when he used to work, he used to be a manager at Circuit City back in the day. I thought it was Sprint. Was it? Was, it was no. at Sprint. It was Sprint. What? She, yeah, he he was helping a customer out. He told me he was helping a customer out with a phone, and she came in and barged in, and she just basically no. Like, he told me something with Circuit. He told me when we were at Sprint when this happened. So it was <laughs> it happened at Circuit. It, it, no, it was at Circuit. He might have been helping with a cell phone back then, but it was in store at Circuit City. Okay. That much I do know. Okay. Because he only worked in the Southfield or um, Dibber Dibber one. I know it didn't happen. It happened before he had the sprint. So it was when he was a manager at Circuit City. Okay. I do remember that. That much I know. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Because I know it happened when I worked at Sprint with him. Mm-hmm. And I was at Sprint. I mean, we worked together from, what, 09 until I left? Okay. And it, it, he told me that when he first got the sprint. So I know... Or okay. at least when first we got to our store, he ain't only been there. Well, was he already at that Sprint store before you started working there? No, he tried, he got the money in our store. He was a, he was a regular rep at Dearborn. Okay. Because when, when Circuit City finally closed, because uh-huh. he I think at one point he was managing the Taylor store, and I think that was the last one to close, and he left there. That's when he came to Sprint. He first started working at Dearborn, and he eventually got promoted and came to our store. Uh-huh. I was already at Southfield when he got there. He 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 lived right around the corner from the store or across the street at the time. Um, just on the other way. <laughs> right. But no, yeah, no, he I, he came out of store when I was already there. Okay. Um, but no, he awarded the different one thing a year before that. So, but no, it, he told me that happened at Circuit City. And he may, it may have still been the phone thing. They sold a phone back in the day. Right. Someone surprised me, but no, I'm pretty sure he was the manager at the time. And that's when it happened. And he, I guess she came in the store. Um, and he didn't know who the fuck she was. Yeah, he did. He had no fucking clue. And she kind of was like, you don't know who I am kind of thing. And he like, was like, do you know who I am? And he was like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't like that. She, she didn't react well to that because her thing was, you know, like I said, it's either she don't want you to, she wants you to chill. If you fan out too much, you want to like, eh, and I'll calm down. But if you don't fan out, you don't recognize her. It's, it, she don't like that either. So she got excited. And so, and then and I've heard similar stories to anybody I've ever known. Where I've heard people that have met her, they all have similar stories where she's been a bitch to them in every interaction. So, and that's also part of why, because of course, me being a huge fan of hers, they she was doing a, a tour around the United States and. She she has yet to do a concert here in Detroit, and from what I've heard, a lot of promoters don't want to mess with her because of her attitude, and that's why she hasn't done her farewell tour here in Detroit. I a lot of people talking about that. How she didn't do a show here? I'm like, bitch, how did you do a show in your hometown? <laughs> and it's funny because the difference between her and somebody like Aretha. Aretha was like the 
about the, the one or two times I actually met her. Mm-hmm. The one or two times was that friend. Okay. Because um, her handler came in the store, whoever her person was working for, and I actually walked out to her door, I did the car for it for a minute. She's, she was pleasant, very nice and very, you know, engaging. Nita. And it's like, eh. Yeah. Eh. So, whatever the case may be. That's basically Nikki. Nikki is, you know, and unfortunately, without you hear a lot of people that are in the industry, you you don't. There are jackasses, and I know that for a fact. Of course, there are some people that are great, fucking awesome people. There are some you like. Yeah, I've met some actors, of course, that is just like you admire on TV and in real life. You're like, what the fuck? Like, dude, you suck. And then some very nice. Mm-hmm. Kind, but yeah, that's... you got some weirdos. You know, you got, you got radio out here wilding. Who? Radio. Oh, Cuba. <laughs> what, was, what was that? Because I, I saw the article, but I didn't click on it to read. But all I just saw was he had a bucket of KFC on the side of his head. And I don't his. know what the fuck he said, but that nigga be crazy. He crazy. The title of the article said that he screamed out, "Go ahead and suck that baby's dick." He did. He did say that. He did. That's what it was. What baby is he? Talking I don't about? know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We just gonna pray for him. But so yeah, I just want to know who can say no. Who can say the N word? Like who? Who's qualified? And where do we draw the line? Um, because again, I, I like look. I understand if you're not black, then the black people say you can't say it, and motherfucker, you can't say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're Afro, if you are, if you have black in your, if you're, in your, if you're part black. Go ahead, yeah. Right. <laughs> Who am I to say you can't say it? Actually, it's a good transition because. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, especially because it's uh, it's one of the things that's crazy to me because, for example, logic. Um, logic is half black. Mm-hmm. His father is black. But people don't want him to say a word. Niggas, it's like a news story every time he say nigga on the record. Even though he's the nigga. But because he doesn't look like a nigga. But J. Cole says nigga. And but yeah, but J. Cole looks, he's more, he looks like a black man. Uh, he looks just like a light-skinned black man. Right. Same with like Vin, Vic Mensa and all these other guys who are mixed. But they look like, uh, you know, your typical light-skinned black man who's mixed. Mm-hmm. Logic looks more like a white guy. Yeah, and that... And so I understand on first glance why you will be taken aback, which is why he even said I didn't say shit early on in my career on record because I knew motherfuckers would be like, what the fuck? Right. But once you know his story, you already he is half black. The conversation shouldn't still be about when he says nigga on the record. Mm-hmm. You saying I don't want to see him say I don't want to hear him say nigga on the record. First of all, you can't see him when you're hearing it. Right. You also know that he's half black. That has already been stated multiple times in multiple interviews and fucking multiple songs. His fucking father has been on his records. Like it's like it's been stated into the fucking ground in so many different ways. Why is it that people still have because at some point you have to have common sense. You are they now, when you're listening a to a record, because most people aren't watching music videos like they used to. Mm-hmm. So most of the time when you're listening to his music, you're probably, if you are listening to it, you are listening to it without the visual representation of him in your fucking face. So again, why is it when you can't see his face, you still think, I don't want to hear Logic say nigga, even though you know Logic is half black. It makes zero fucking sense. 
but there are still people, rappers, I hear, specifically Joe Button. Uh, I knew you were going to say, because Joe Button has, like, this obsessive taste for logic. Like. And that's kind of what made me bring this up, though, oh a different thing. Um, and so, he, so I, I don't get it. I don't get why. And now, look. And so this will transition more into just logic in general. So, so first and foremost, I want to I want to I want to start this off by saying I'm a Logic fan. I've been a Logic fan since he was on the XL Double XL Freshman Cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching the I usually watch the freestyles they do, and I watch his freestyles. Oh, this kid's dope. Let me go look. You know, look him up. Started looking up some of his mixtape stuff. Loved all his mixtape stuff. Um, and so he got to a point where it's okay. No, he's 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 a, he's a good kid. And he, you know, he had to deal with Def Jam. First album was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, second album was pretty good. It wasn't as good as the first one, but it was still pretty good. At some point, and I don't think it was the third, maybe halfway part of the third. So the third album was the Everybody album, I think it was. And at some point, so on his mixtape stuff and on his his first album, Logic was always known as a lyrical rapper. That's what he's known for. He's he and he got he can rap. Um, but at some point he made a transition, right? Where even though he still can rap, I think after his first cut, I think he, once he got established, because we always had a fan base, his fan base is always, he's, his fan base ranges from kids who are 12 years old to old people who are in their 50s. I don't know how, but it does. Uh-huh. There are people, um, Joe Budden specifically, who oh. think his positivity is um is is manufactured but when if you actually know his story you understand why he is so positive because he grew up in hell exactly his his mom was on drugs his dad was on drugs his mom hated him his mom hated him because even though she loved fucking black dude she hated the fact that he was a part of a black man so it was like stupid so she took out whatever frustration anger she had on her son mm-hmm. made him hate himself and then unfortunately that has happened in that, coincidence yeah. Like with the DeBarge family, like they had a, they were all mixed, which for the longest I thought they were Mexican. Please don't even ask. To be fair, the name DeBarge, DeBarge kinda, just sound Mexican. But you have to know the family tree and know the group for the father and all this shit, so. Yeah, um, but they had a white father and a black mom and a white father beat the fuck out of all of his sons and molested the daughter and because mainly the fact that they had black in them, even though eventually they kind of sent people after him to be fuck out of him and stuff like that but that, there are people like that in interracial relationships that have suffered through that fortunately I didn't have to go through that but it was other BS that I had to go through too but right. I mean it happens right and so in his case his and his father was on drugs he lived in a house where his brothers were dealing drugs mm-hmm. even selling drugs to his father yep so on one hand you also have to deal with the fact that not only is you have all this craziness going on around you 
you're the one of all your mind you all your mom's kids are biracial all her kids are biracial okay um your brothers are your father your your, your brothers are all biracial and your sister because your dad seems to mess with white women so all these kids are biracial but he's the only one that looks like him mm. so you have all these brothers who all just like light skinned black kids you look like a white kid so it's messed up because every y'all probably talking y'all call each other nigga and shit like that but when y'all around other people that don't know no better mm -hmm. you gotta be a certain way also it's one thing like people say that he like i've heard people even um, create this narrative that somehow he did he tries to disown his black side which is bullshit because all he's ever wanted to be was can be considered the reason he tells you niggas all the time that he's mixed is because you niggas think he's white mm -hmm. so he has to tell you niggas and i, I like, totally yo, get that like no nigga i am actually half black but you niggas always act like i am just white we, and he even said when he said you know y'all see a white boy but my daddy a negro like have dream like he don't bring that shit up just to say oh yeah i want to focus on both sides he wants to make right. sure niggas know but yes i know i look white but guess what my father is black he's trying to let you know he's trying to take ownership of who he is so people in the public they just see him and all just i'm judging him visually mm -hmm. are not just looking at that that was the point of him saying it people just think he's saying it just for the sake of saying it no he's saying it because he understands what you guys see you guys didn't you niggas still know he's black and yet y'all still say he can't say the word nigga so how do you think he feels right when y'all is y'all make a base always an article i just says nigga on the record nigga he is black yeah why is that still a thing why it's is that still a news report why is there some fucking op-ed piece on some fucking blog site about logic being able to say nigga when guess what he's a fucking nigga right. like it makes no fucking sense but y'all do that shit he don't do that shit y'all do that shit so he and, uh, and, I, and then what pisses me off is you see, I've had people seen people ask, like people like Big Mints or ask about people like Jericho, other people why they don't have that same issue because they don't look white. That's the stupidest they, they thing don't, ever. Like, just because they are mixed doesn't mean the same thing because again, they look the way they look and he looks the way he looks. Right. So, guess what? People are going to judge him off of how he looks. Yep. Just like you're doing by asking that fucking question. Because mm -hmm. you are still like just dismissing what he's trying to get you to understand. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, he acknowledges both sides of his family, but he also tells you, guess what? On one hand, black people look at him crazy because they don't think he's black because of the way he looks. Yep. But he wants but he grew up and was raised as a black man. Right. So on one side, the family, the side he's actually connected to the most, the black side of his family, which is what he spent more of his time with, mm -hmm. he can't connect to that side because those people look at him like, no, nigga, you ain't black, you away from us. Right. So other than his brothers and his family, everybody outside of that look at him totally sideways. Mm -hmm. So then when you get to the white side of your family, your mom hates you because you're part black. And then white people, once they find out you part black, they don't want shit to do with you. Yep. So now you're stuck in the fucking middle, don't know where to do, where to go. And somehow these people are not intelligent enough to understand. Like I'm not half black and even understand how fucked up that is. Yeah, that's what that was my whole life like, growing up. Like, not understand how that looks or how that's like. Even if you are not in that specific situation, mm -hmm. if you a, a person with common sense. Hey, I'm half black and I'm half white. The black people, because I don't look black, the white people, the black people are like, nah, nigga, you ain't. 
no, nah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we know, but you look white, so we can't really fuck with you like that. Right. Or you can't say nigga, you can't be around us. Like, like you're getting shunned by the people you really want to be around. So then on the white side, the person who birthed you, who keeps fucking with like black dick, don't like <laughs> black men. Right. And she don't like you because you got black in you. Mm-hmm. So she's calling you a nigger, not a nigger, a nigger. And then the people on her side of the family don't like you either because you got black in you. Yeah. So now you stuck in the fucking middle of this shit as a kid. Mm-hmm. So you're still trying to figure out the world around you. The fact that he ain't go fucking nuts that, yeah, that is was... a fucking testament. The fact that he can be as positive as he is, given the bullshit he had to deal with aside from all the drug shit. Because the shit that he went through based on the race stuff alone is enough to drive a motherfucker bonkers. Exactly. But nobody pays attention to that. Niggas are so dismissive of that shit. It's funny how I see people that want to acknowledge certain things, but it's when it's somebody they like, it's cool. Yeah. And when it's somebody they don't like, it's like, y'all want to be selective about this shit. And it's like, no, nigga, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the game, then you can't be selective about this shit because you want to allow. It's the same thing with when I was, we were talking about the Fat Joe thing earlier. Niggas have talked shit about, niggas was talking shit about J-Lo and niggas saying um, nigga shit for years. Niggas never, never said a damn thing about Fat Joe. Niggas never said a damn thing about fucking Khaled saying shit. Right. Khaled ain't nowhere near. He um, said, he, yeah. He, he said it multiple times and he fucking Khaledian. Right. He ain't nowhere near that. He ain't nothing. He from fucking over there. Yeah. So he really ain't got no connection to saying that shit. So, but y'all ain't never said a word to him about it. Like, make up y'all fucking binds. Like, but y'all, like, y'all get it. So it's like, y'all, y'all are very selective. And I, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about that shit. Um, because he was singing that Alicia Keys song. I was like, oh, back when people, before people hated her. And I was like, I don't understand why people, so many people hate her. People call her a homewrecker. And my thing is, he was married. She wasn't. Why don't y'all niggas blame him? Y'all niggas still fucking Swiss? Ain't nobody out here shunning Swiss. This he was we, the we man. double contradicting We do this thing where it's Very like, true. first of all, as a, as a married man, he's the one that signed it. He's on the flat. Mm-hmm. He ain't. Also, even if she, and we don't, we don't even know how we initiated. You don't know if she approached him or he approached her. Mm-hmm. All we know is they were working together on music. We don't know who initiated what. But we do know one thing. She was the married man. So nothing pop off if he don't allow it to happen. Right. Well, but I will only say argument from the woman's side. If a woman is well aware that the guy is married, it doesn't matter. If I'm, not saying she's resolved of any, not. I'm not saying she's resolved of any blame. Okay. But niggas blame her solely. Yeah. For his no, marriage. It to be both. It's both. And he's even more responsible because he was the one with a fucking ring. Yep. And a kid. And kids. So, whoa, well, okay, whatever. However, many fucking kids. Right. Whatever, whatever happened. However, it happened. Also, nobody shouts Gabrielle Union. Oh, yeah. Uh, nobody said a word. Not a word. People, uh, oh, it's so great. We love their family. With him. His, they have an amazing daughter, family. They have an amazing daughter. family. Like, <laughs> they have an amazing family. I love them. However, if we gonna be selective about who we gonna shun for being a clinical homewrecker, why don't y'all include Gabby in that shit? Mm-hmm. Nobody says a word because we love Gabby. And that was even like we love Gabby. Or because I remember it was people um, after the whole Jay Z Beyonce thing came out, um, and I think it was also around the time too they were talking about Waka Flocka and his wife Tammy, 
and how they were calling her stupid for taking him back and say, oh, you dumb because if he cheats once, he's going to cheat again. But Jay-Z hadn't, he, he cheated on Beyonce multiple times, but y'all said nothing about them. It's just, oh, Queen B and Jay. Well, it's just, so, when people found out when Eliminate came out, now mind you, Eliminate was years after it actually happened. Right. Um, and what I will say, and not to defend him or anything like this, I will say that that whole ordeal was something he needed to go through. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking for him because you know how when 444 came out, he had on little videos and came out with little talks about different black men, and he was talking about like, yo, because. He even talked about her early albums, like when he first him and his dad finally got in contact, and he thought, "Hey, I'm good now. I can actually love again because I met my father. We got closure before he passed away." But no, that just started the process, and he didn't realize that she was way ahead of him. He wasn't there, and so there was a lot he needed to learn about love in general that he just never knew because he he thought that once he met his father, when he met his father, got back in contact, and they buried the hatchet, even even though he he was good to start to love and open up to a person. Mm-hmm. The problem is that just starts the process. Right. It doesn't get you to where you need to be, and so he still had a, a lot of growing to do from that point where she was already ahead of him because she had, even though she always had that look that around her, he didn't. Mm-hmm. So it was just a different situation. He was at a different point in his life and it took him longer. And they always say men take on to a mature. In his case, it was even more held off because of all the things he was holding on to for so long. Mm-hmm. So him going through that, whatever mistakes he made in that situation. And like you said, at some point, Nigga, you either lose your family, you're gonna make this shit work. It's just like um when Kanye was um ranting about how they didn't come um check on Kim. It was something about either coming his wedding. It was the wedding. It was the wedding. And he was like, nigga, I was trying to save my marriage. I ain't going nowhere. Right. Nigga, I'm not going nowhere. We stay I'm staying a fuck. Well, was this also around the time where supposedly they had their falling out? Already, I mean, whoa, no, that was that's what led to the falling out. Kanye oh, okay. about how y'all didn't check on Kim, you didn't come, like, you ain't come on to Ellie, yeah, all these different things he was complaining about. And, and, and Jay was basically like, nigga, no, I'm trying to save my family, I'm not going no fucking where, right? I'm sorry, I understand, but nigga, no, my fucking family, I'm about to lose my family, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna fucking leave. I'm staying my ass in the house so I can fix this shit. Right. That's just, and that's a priority thing. If you can't understand that as my brother, my man, or my boy, or whatever, mm-hmm. nigga, we can't. I don't, I don't know to tell you. That's just the reality of my situation. My situation was where it was. It was dire, and it was either yo, you know, this way, and I can put up, you know, I can take pictures and shit for what. Exactly. Like I, I could have sent a gift. I mean, yeah. yeah we're gonna get somebody who. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so, like, my thing is, yeah, you have to understand shit like that. And it's just, I feel like people are very selective in their outrage on things. And it's really annoying because it's like, it's about who you like or who you, who we tolerate or accept certain things from. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Kardashians are annoying to sell to me. I understand why because they've been in our 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 collective thought process for so long. Mm-hmm. But the people that try to shun my thing is this: we all have multiple relationships. Mm-hmm. 
whether it's short or long term, we've all dated more than one person in different stages of our life. Unless you're just a nun. So, the only, but it, it seems like the Kardashians are, are shunned specifically for dating more of people because they were in relationships with people. Because Kim was shunned because she was with Ray J. Nigga, she was in a relationship with Ray J. She was in a relationship I think it was the whole sex tape thing Which, that really... I mean, yeah, people... Niggas do sex things every day, especially Hollywood. They do, but... That is not uncommon. They feel like that was her way to get famous outside yeah. of her father's she name. She didn't have to... Y'all still had to watch it? <laughs> like, niggas, everybody had to buy shit. Y'all, y'all could have just, mm, whatever. And that's not her fault. That's just piece of society. Because mm-hmm. I could put out a, a, a lot of niggas leave sex tape. That don't mean they made them famous. Um, Taylor went away for her sex tape. Really? You really care about it? Yeah. Or, like, it didn't help her. It's so, honestly, I gotta, I, I gotta commend you for your marketing genius. Because your uh, sex tape can kill your career. If you yeah. really want to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that her sex tape actually helped her career and lost it, so be it. But it still takes you to actually be able to capitalize on that shit. Because mm-hmm. nobody who's to say that sex tape is gonna really benefit you or you're gonna make money like that's a sex tape. That don't even get you the attention. But people, everybody, everybody, people get attention for a whole bunch of bullshit. They don't mean they take advantage of it. Right. I mean, because some of them didn't want the attention. And even the people that have put themselves in attention on purpose. People going viral on purpose and they never take advantage of it. Yeah. It's just like when Soldier Boy was around all last year and shit, after interviews and shit, did he drop any he song? He fucked up. He didn't do shit. He fucked He went to jail. He went to jail, yeah. yeah. He didn't drop a song. He didn't do shit. They had all the publicity in the world. He could have taken advantage of that. I'll be honest, his Breakfast Club interview, even though it was very entertainment, entertaining, some of it I just was it, like. It didn't matter. It was attention. He yeah, had, it was. He had people's attention and he didn't take advantage of it. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of people that don't do it. And so, I'm, who am I to do to them for taking advantage? Now, all the other, like, having a problem with them dating certain people, look. I wouldn't say the issue was how many people they dated. It was just the way that they came about in some of those people's lives. I know that uh, with Khloe Kardashian, a lot of people give her hell because of the whole French Montana situation because, you know, her and Trina were at one point in time very good friends. And the then French Montana is a hoe. But still, that was real Trina's man. It doesn't matter. No, French is nobody's man. You know how many people <laughs> French has ran through the last fucking two years? Well, yeah, I'm surprised. French is a hoe. He's pretty French much on a Ric Flair French was uh, scale. French was with Iggy for some point. At some point, like, he, and if William and Trina was together, they'd probably be like early on his room. He wasn't popping. Wasn't he that popping? He was fucking everything to move. Yeah. French is a hoe. <laughs> so you can't, you can't blame her from him being a hoe. But that stuff doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Because he's a hoe. Yes, we know that he's a hoe, but even with her knowing that and knowing that, that her, that's her friend, it's not like her and Trina just like Look. met on one set, but they actually hung Look. out together. Yeah, but people that's Chris, a girl that's hoe. Cool that, he was on, like, on, like, you're blaming her for Omar, Lamar, like, he went on your crack kid before that. Like, it's not her fault. Yeah, no, that's like, situation, was, that's a little Like, different. they blame her for, they, so supposedly the Kardashians prey on black men. It's not their fault, black men like them. Blame them niggas. They choose them. Mm-hmm. They don't go out saying, hey, I'm gonna go fuck that black men. Most times, these niggas come after them. This is the thing niggas don't see, people don't even understand. Why is it we always blame the women? Like, and this just becomes the whole, why is it when the women are always accountable for men choosing them? That is a good question. Why is it women are being faulted for men choosing to pursue them? 
because as a society, we're brought up to basically trash the woman and praise the man, despite what But it's does. crazy to me because I thought courting was a part of society too, mm-hmm. and the courting is a man pursuing a woman. So if men pursue women, why is it we have a problem with men pursuing certain women? <laughs> that's just that's just really what it was. And when it's certain women that we don't like, all of a sudden it's the women's fault. Nigga, really? Again, we live in a very hypocritical so society where people's moral scale is very jacked up. Hey, humans, this is really what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets it gets <laughs> very ghetto times. <laughs> Humans are to be on my existence, is what I realized. Very much so. Of course, second to you. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah, you're definitely number one in being on my existence. Mm-mm. Like, I'm trying to trade you. You can never trade me. I'm you're trying. stuck, I'm unfortunately. Nobody will take you. Uh, no, <laughs> lies, the lies. Yeah, you're going to get off risk Lies. You can take it off your hand. It's like when I had to trade my car in. Well, I had to go buy my new car when I first got my first um, first journey. Mm-hmm. And I had that old one, my old beater. And it was like, I really shouldn't give you shit for it. We gave you 500. <laughs> That's how people are trying to trade you. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's all love, Ashley. Uh-huh. And some disdain. <laughs> of course. This is what I have to be subject to. You deserve it. You've earned all of this. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, I don't. People are annoying. Fuck humans. It's basically, my the basically the the, the fart of the day. <laughs> yeah, no humans. They, they... I, I hate double standards. Is what I, I hate. Um, I hate double standards that over uh, overly criticize women for shit they can't control. Yeah. Um, and even I like whether it's the Lisa Keys situation, whether it's the Kardashians, whether it's um any situation where it seems like women always seem to take the blame because like they're the, they're the easy targets in this shit, and we don't hold the men accountable for their choices. Um, yeah, because I just read something today on Instagram because it was like a post where it was like the 17 year old girl had posted this like birthday photo shoot she did. She had on a very very tight dress and she was like very very curvy. And the issue was is that it was a lot of grown men like commenting on her page like saying very sexually explicit things to her. And then of course it was like this back and forth part like. Well, why she's 17 years old? Why is she posting that pic with her wearing that short ass dress and do 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 and all this well, other stuff? It's like so that gets into that whole argument about like when y'all were kid, when we were, were kids, mm-hmm. and girls would be criticized for being fast. Yep. I don't give a damn how fast a little girl is. That don't mean she's attract. She should be attracting the attention of grown ass men. Exactly. You know that's you a child. Pervert, pervy ass men would fucking stand the fuck away. Cause there's no like the fact that and all that she stems from men preying on women and young women for centuries. Uh-huh. That women have been have been conditioned, especially in the black community, to tell young girls they have to dress a certain way. They shouldn't wear shit that's too short. And it's not and usually it's not about the guys they go to school with. It's about these old ass men. Right. That prey on young girls. They've been preying on young girls for fucking centuries and fucking ever where it's like oh 90s girls gotta be yeah, watch look I'm not asking a little girl to go out there and be fucking bug 
dick or anything like that. <laughs> right. But if she wears, a, if she has natural curves, you can't criticize her. Exactly. Wearing something that fits her fucking body because you're afraid that old ass men are going to prey on her. Mm-hmm. Those old ass men, sick bastards that they are, yep. need to stay the fuck away. Exactly, and that's what. <laughs> The whole R. Kelly situation, like people were saying, like, well, where are the parents? Do these parents not know how to raise their daughters? Why the fuck is their daughters running off? That's the thing people don't understand. I don't give a fuck how good a parent you are. I don't give a fuck. Because, first of all, most parents work Mm -hmm. at some point. And a lot of times we do the sneaking when they're at work. Exactly. Um, Or, 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 you do the sneaking while you're at school. Mm-hmm. It was plenty of girls I know when I was in school. On any day, they had a boyfriend that may live near the school. They go right across the street to that nigga crib. Yep. What they on lunch or whatever fucking thing they gonna do? I've done that before. So, I've actually- so <laughs> like this whole this whole premise that somehow if a girl is out doing stuff or being fast or or spending time with a guy, somehow um, the parents weren't there enough. Is no nigga a parent can't if a parent is not a fucking twenty four hour mom. Mm-mm. It's impossible. And if you get to a certain age, you're going to find ways around that shit. Right. It's no different than guys in the fucking sports leagues that find ways to pass drug tests. They know they can smoke a weed every fucking day. Mm-hmm. But somehow they find a way to pass that shit because they know when this fucking test coming most times and they know how to get that shit out of the system. It's, it's every, there's always going to be a workaround. And kids, especially young and um, teenagers and young adults, are going to find ways to work within the system. Right. If they know their parents expect them to move home at a certain time, I'm gonna make sure I get all my dirt done within a certain time. Also, mom boy work at um mom's work at midnight or dad work at midnight. All right, I'm gonna sneak out right after. Like these are things that shit happen. Yeah. Like and it's like why is it that people this whole thing about where the parents were and shit like that at the end of the fucking day. Now do it now. What I will say is the parents that introduced the, the nigga, them to him. Yeah, they. Now even if they had the most the um the best intentions and their thought process was he's never going to. Be around him without us, and that was their intention. Unfortunately, when you're dealing with a man who clearly knows how to manipulate young women, who's been doing this shit for 30 plus yes. years, he knows how to get these young girls to do shit they probably wouldn't normally do. Because you can have a you can have a young girl who does everything right, who's always done everything right, but this man, for whatever reason, knows how to get this woman, this young lady, to act out of character and do things she probably wouldn't normally have done before. So, and because he's an older man, he knows how to manipulate her. So, regardless of what your intentions was in the beginning, yes, if you put your kid in that position to get to even be in the same room with this guy, even if y'all were there the first time, you have no idea what his intentions are. That young girl, she sees stars, she's impressed. Oh my God, it's R. Kelly. Right. She's an aw- she's awestruck. Oh my God, it's probably her first time being a celebrity. Like, you gotta like, take these things into account. So now, when he says, yo, you know, meet me backstage and don't tell your parents, she gonna do this shit. And that's exactly like, so I understand, yes, the parents are definitely involved for introducing their nigga to him, to Jordan. Mm-hmm. But then at that point, like, unfortunately, 
kids are gonna do shit, um, and if they're manipulated by an older person, so yeah, you won't. I, I put it on the parents for introducing them, putting the nigga, in, putting him in their daughter and his crosshair. I'll say that. Right. That part I hold them accountable for, but just the general idea of where were the parents and things like that. I am sorry. Uh, unfortunately, parents cannot be around their children twenty-four seven because guess what? They have to provide for said children, which means most likely they're gonna have to go to work at some point. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for us, and we all know this, we've all been teenagers at some point. When your parents are away, that's when you start doing the shit you know you're not supposed to be. Whether it's having people at your at your home, at home you're not supposed to be over there, mm-hmm. or skipping school, or all kinds of dumb shit that you know you weren't supposed to do because your parents aren't there. They may be at work. Hey, I can get away with this shit now. Right. I was joking about this last time when I was at my dad's house. How the one time I got picked, the one time I got picked up for truancy. And yeah, pulled to uh, I think the fifth precinct or some shit. Me and my two of my friends. Mind you, we were actually heading to school. It was just that after third hour they wouldn't let you in. Mm-hmm. So then we get picked up when we were heading to school. And um they called my parents and left my voicemail. My parents were both, I think my dad was sick, my mom had a doctor's appointment, so my dad were gone. I got I beat them home. And I deleted that fucking voicemail. <laughs> they never heard that bitch. Wow. Uh, kids are gonna do what the fuck they gotta do. Right. <laughs> like it's just the reality of it. So Teenagers are going to figure out a way to not get in trouble and figure out ways to work around whatever, whatever rules, whatever fail stations their parents have in, in place. This is how we that's what we do. From the time you were of or, or of are aware, from hey, shit, probably from the time you're maybe one or two years old as a kid. Most of your life is figuring out what you can and cannot get away with. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna touch that. I'm gonna touch that. I'm gonna touch that. I'm gonna touch that. So my parents said, "Stop that." Right. Or, okay. I'm gonna go walk over here. I'm gonna go walk over here. I'm gonna go walk over here. I'm gonna, for example, my little sister. My little sister, when she was in her walker. So in our old house, you have the side door, and when you go in the side door, there's the stairs down to the basement to the left. There are the two stairs that go up to the kitchen. So we. You're in the kitchen all the time. If that door to those two stairs was left open, that goes downstairs was left open. She done it for that motherfucker every time. She would fall. She fell a few times, Uh-oh. and it still didn't stop her from darting for that motherfucker. Every time. <laughs> so guess what? What happened? So now, if any of you, my brother, me and my brother, left that door open when she was our walker, she we got in trouble because she, as soon as she saw that bitch open, she would dart. Even she heard herself. She still see it. Motherfucker, run. <laughs> I, so I don't care and even sometimes when you pop a kid enough times sometimes they say I'm dry uh-huh. okay well if I do it in their face they're gonna pop me let me see if I can do it without them looking alright and if you if that don't work eventually you're gonna be moving on to something else and hey let me see if I can get away with this that whole thing about don't play with fire and you're gonna get burned. Yeah. Some kids don't care about getting burned. They go, okay, if I get burned the first time, we figure out another way to work around without getting burned. That's what they want to do. <laughs> they ain't gonna move on to another thing yet. They might just try to figure out another way to do that thing they want to do. That's all they really want to do. Let me figure out a different way to do it that won't get me burned. <laughs> but then also, some parents don't also understand that every child is different too. And then some of them, you have to, I guess, discipline them in different ways that actually works for the child. Because some people, I had a cousin who get, he would get his ass beat every single time and 
would still go back to being bad as hell. But growing up, a lot of, um, um, I think they said that, like, he, he talked to somebody. He said, like, the reason why I kept acting out the way I was acting out was because it was like my mom, she just, she was constantly beating the hell out of me. And I just figured, like, I mean, if that's the worst that's going to happen to me, whatever, I'm going to keep doing what I want. But if she would actually talk to me, I probably would have listened to her. And I probably would have cut out doing half of what I had to do. But a lot of parents don't understand that because they think it's... It's probably because of how they were raised and that's yes. what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing, for example, um, my old co-worker, the, the worst person I've ever met in my life, <laughs> um, he had this, he had this son, um, he had a stepson. Mm-hmm. He's he's been in his life since he was, he was well, he was in his life since he was like five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he treated him like shit. Um, he never if that little boy called to try to call him dad, he was like, "You're gonna call me that." He called, he referred to him as the boy. Uh, it was just, it was just. It was, and and his mother was okay with that. She was a sweetheart lady. I don't know how she ended up with him, but whatever the case may be. Um, but he always wondered why she would never get my daughter. Like, nigga, you see, see how you treat her son now? You think you're gonna treat him any better when you have your own kid? Right. And so at one point, hit, um, the boy was, the kid was struggling with, um, the kid's name was Justin. Mm-hmm. The kid was struggling with math. He had a struggle with math. Um, and classes in general, but I think, and I know what it was, the boy was just bored. Um, he could do this shit, but it wasn't a challenge to him. And I understand that because I've been there. So I actually offered to help him at some point mm-hmm. um, because what he was doing was just stupid. Because what he kept doing was like, every time the boy get a bad grade, he would just beat him. Beating him ain't going to make him smarter, dumb dumb. No, not at all. It's not going to make him understand it. It's not gonna make him get any more intelligent. It's gonna actually make him resent him. It's gonna make you resent. He's gonna make you resent you. He's not gonna want to be fucking bothered with doing it, and he's not gonna get any better. Like, cause a beat don't even matter. So the nigga already as big as you now. At some point, he's gonna grab that fucking belt, and you're gonna wrap that bitch around your fucking neck. <laughs> right. Take your ass out the game. <laughs> so, like that shit only works for so long. At some point. Look, we had bees, kids. That's sure. We did. Mm-hmm. At some point, my dad realized that I'm at, I was at an age where he needed to have a conversation with me. Because you just sit there and beat me all day. I won't go change anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it just wasn't going to make it any better. Like, it wasn't going to make me do, do what you wanted me to do. Because you need to find out what is that she causing me to do this. That's it. Like, yeah. You have to, at some point, understand your children. Unfortunately, well, yeah, unfortunately. unfortunately I didn't get that. And, and, and did my brother, and that's. Pretty a lot of life. families are, unfortunately, they are beholden to this old way of raising children. Right. That whole stay in the kids' place. Fair to wide, spoiled child. Right, the whole, you know, the, your kid, your kid. You don't know how he cares about what you think of how you You don't have an opinion as a child. Right. Like, and, you know, did your parent ever ask, like, how are you doing? Like, literally, genuinely ask you that question. I honestly Not until I became an adult, really. Oh, no, they asked me more probably when I was a teenager. But, like, when they asked it was ever really like a lot of like kids never get asked that question by their parents Mm-mm. until they're older by then it's too late right now i'm going to therapy like so yeah it's, it's one of those things like you know people are so used to doing things a certain way they just don't they don't they don't even think of how the other person feels. It's like, oh, look, this is the way I know to discipline. This is the way I know to get you to act right. Mm-hmm. It's like, nigga, it only works so long because at some point, I'm, that shit don't hurt no more. 
I'd rather take the beat than how you look um, than get it out the way. Right. Like, my parents would punish me and they would take shit away from me. That, probably was more, that was actually probably the worst thing they could do to me. Like, they took my music and shit away from me and shit like that. I'm like, nigga, no! <laughs> get my fucking music back! Shit's <laughs> boring. I don't like this. Like, that was probably the worst thing they could do to me, but... I, th- I honestly do think that along with hypocrisy i think another issue amongst human beings is properly communicating and actually not agreeing with everything somebody says but at least listening to understand why they feel the way they are why they think the way they are because honestly everybody didn't grow up the same way but because we're conditioned to think that oh well this is how it happened for me we expect we put the stigma on other people to think like well why didn't y'all grow up like that or how come you didn't have this or how come you didn't have that Um, And I think that hurts a lot of friendships and relationships because people don't want to listen. Instead, it's just kind of like, oh, well, it is what it is. Get over it, you know? One of my exes, um, we had a conflict because I would... Because my parents had been together since they were 16, 17 years old. Mm -hmm. So if I have questions about relationship stuff, they're probably the people I would talk to. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Talk to people who have actually been through more relationship stuff than you can probably count on, right? She didn't like that. Because... And, and it wasn't you, and she felt like, why are you talking to your parents about relationship stuff? I said, because, mm-hmm, you're probably experts at it at this point. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, common sense, you kind of go to the people that's probably one of your strengths at this point, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, they made it this far, and I know they've been through a lot of shit. So I, I probably witnessed all this shit they went through, probably some I haven't. So if anybody I'm going to ask a question that would know, it'll probably be them. But she felt like, because her and her mom didn't have the same relationship. Uh, she couldn't go talk to her mom about relationship stuff. That just wasn't the relationship. Uh-huh. That's not my fault. You can't criticize me or, or hold it against me because me and my parents have a relationship where I can actually call it, have a conversation with them about whatever I want to talk to them about. And they'll give me advice. They'll give me, they'll let me. And the one thing about that, especially, you don't tell me where I'm wrong. Look, you know, take my side. And, and, and that's the thing. It's just because I can talk to them about the stuff doesn't mean they're always going to agree with me. Right. I can talk to them. They can, we can have an honest conversation about some shit. And they can be like, yo, I understand what you, how you feel. Why you think like that? Maybe you should do this, this, this. Or, look, you fucked up and you need to fix it. Like, cause you 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 fucked that up and you did something you fucked up. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. Like, right. when nigga, no, like that. It's not no. It's not no cookie cutter ass. I don't get a cookie cutter ass response. None of that. So, to me, that was the best situation for me. But in her case, she felt like, well, I don't really have a relationship with my. I just my 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 mom don't talk about relationship stuff. I said because that's not. Well, I can't speak to you in your mom's relationship. Mm-hmm. My family, my mom, my dad. I can talk to him about that shit. So that's how my relationship is. You can't really be mad because you. I our relationship with our parents. The parents are different. You were raised the way you were raised. I was raised the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to change the way I was raised because you don't like it. Yeah, now, honestly, that, that more likely was an insecurity that stemmed because she probably wished she could do that with her mom. Yeah, that's, and, that's, and that's probably the case, and that's fine. I'm proud of that. I understood it. It's just one of those things like, eh, you know, cool. Um, so, we got to run off on a tangent. We'll talk about a couple other things. Yeah, very long tangent. Because <laughs> you're annoying. Uh, no, it was you. This so, was all you. NBA has <laughs> been having this issue. Um, so, a lot of people probably know or have heard something to something about it. If you follow sports, you don't follow sports. It's, still, it's been like a political sports issue, money issue, all kinds of stuff. 
So what happened? Um, so a few weeks ago. So first of all, the NBA had, does a lot of business over in China, as do a lot of companies in the United States. Wait. So does this have to go to like the LeBron James incident? Okay, go ahead. So the NBA does a lot of business over overseas in, in China, as do a lot of corporations in the U.S. China is one of the biggest exporters in the in the probably the biggest biggest exporter in the world. Uh-huh. So most of the shit you have, probably the shit we're using right now is made in China, most likely. So and that's that's what it is. Um what I will say before I get into the details of what actually happened is as I'm sitting here recording this podcast on a microphone. That was probably made in China. Uh-huh. Um, a mixer. It's probably made in China. Yeah, yeah. A laptop. Definitely made in China. Uh-huh. Um, I had that was probably made in China. Yes, it was. Yeah. The game of Uno. It's probably made in China. Probably made in China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, made in China. <laughs> right. So all these things, um, my furniture, um, my TV. All these things that we use, our phones, that we consistently use on a day-to-day basis. An overwhelming majority of those things were made in China. Now, the fact remains, China is a communist country. Mm-hmm. And please explain communists to all those who don't understand what communist means. Communist country. I don't know the actual definition. I, I, mean, I can get you some nuance to it, but... I mean, I know we, we've discussed it before in social studies when I was in elementary. So it's like, I, I kind of remember it vaguely, but not enough to just go on a tangent. So... So, uh, communism, by definition, is a political theory derived by Karl Marx, mm-hmm. advocating class war and leading to a society in which all property is publicly owned and each person works and is paid according to their abilities and needs. Um, now... In this case, you have one. So, in the case of China, in the case of China, hold on. This mini break is sponsored by Everything Made in China. You're stupid. <laughs> Yeah, so, and essentially it's basically a one-party state. So, you know how here we have, dem- we have democracy, so we have multiple parties. Um, it's, it's, the way it's set up, we're supposed to all have a, a say in how the government is run. Is essentially how it's set up. Mm-hmm. Whether that's the case or not, that's a whole other story. Right, right, But right. that is the way the democracy is intended. <laughs> Communism, on the other hand, there is one group, one party that runs everything. Um, they dictate. It's not a dictatorship because it's not run by one person. It is one run by one party. 
um, and they dictate everything as far as um, who owns what. There is even in certain countries, uh, I think China is one of them where they dictate how many people you, how many kids you can have. Like it was a lot, of, and that was mostly for, for population control because they were at one point, it was out of control. Yeah, like only one child per family. Yeah, it was something like that. It was one or two things. Whatever the case may be, I think they recently ended that or something or changed it. Um, but whatever the case may be, China is a and so their ideals are totally different than ours. Um, they don't, it's this whole free, the concept of free speech, mm -hmm. that stuff doesn't exist over there. Nope. So when you're dealing with a country like China, you should, you have to be, you have to be aware of what to, and, um, to say and not to say or how not to move. You have to know how to maneuver in that, in that realm because it's just a lot of things that you can say and things can go wrong. Mm -hmm. So getting to what occurred with the NBA, Daryl Morey, who is the GM for the Houston Rockets, uh -huh. um, he sent out a tweet. Now, and I'm going to kind of, so what's going on, first of all, there is an issue currently going on. Um, let's see. Because there's a... Okay, got it. I got something. Okay, so first and foremost, um, just to kind of give you some backstory, what's actually going on, and I'm sorry for the dare, I don't fucking care, your you, you patience is virtue. Um, Ashley, she didn't rely on because she on her fucking phone. Oh, stop it. I was uh, actually responding back to messages that were urgent, but I mean, sorry, unless nigga. you want to have people be annoyed by my sorry, voice. Nigga. Uh, no, not at all. On the podcast, that shit just sailed. This is business, actually. This is about tonight's game night event. Thank you very much. That's not business. It's technically something fucking like, like it is. Um, unless you want me to go no, on with I, another I, sponsorship. I, no, no, let's not do that. No more shameless plugs. Okay, so, all right, we are where we are. Okay, cool. So, just kind of give you some backstory on what's going on. So, um, back in June, um, there was a, I guess, a new thing um, that, uh, so until 1997, so just can't give you some more backstory. So until 1997, Hong Kong was a British colony, um, meaning it was controlled by Britain. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. <laughs> um, I had to so, do it. I had to do it. So I guess it recently returned to Chinese rule. Um, it has more. It has more autonomy than like the mainland, and its people have more rights than you would if you actually lived in China. Mm -hmm. Um, basically, the arrangement was known as one country, two systems. Yep. Well. I guess what happened is that they created a uh, there was an extra the extradition bill introduced um, in April, and basically it would allow criminal allow for criminal suspects to be extradited to mainland China under certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, and then it says opponents of it said it, it, this risk opposing Hong Kongers to unfair trials and violent treatment. They also argued the bill would give China greater influence over Hong Kong um, and could be used to target activists and journalists. 
And so there have been, been protests going on ever since April. Ongoing. And essentially, it's basically a fight for basically free rights, essentially, or, hey, we don't want to be a lot, because as you know, like I said, China has their system, and it's you basically have zero, the rights are very limited. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong has additional more rights than what they've had because they were on, because they are under Britain rule for so long. Right. But now China is kind of China's kind of slowly trying to overturn that basically is what, what it boils down to. Yeah. So with that being said, um, what occurred was Daryl Morey, as I stated, who was the Daryl Morey, um, he sent a tweet Basically, um, so the tweet specifically was very, very mundane. It says, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Okay. Now, just kind of use the backstory. The Houston, like, like I said, the NBA does a lot of, a lot of business over in China. The Houston, what? That's uh-huh. what I'm the Houston Rockets specifically, which is the team that Gerald Moy, Gerald Moy works for, does is probably the most popular team in China due to the fact that Yao Ming played Yao for the Ming. Houston Rockets. Houston Mock um, Yao Ming was the first Chinese born player to ever play in the NBA. He's also the, the, the he's also a basketball hall of famer and he's like huge in China. So once he came to the US the Houston Rockets instantly became the most popular team in China. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that being said, it coming from the NBA was already going to be a problem. It coming from somebody who works for the Houston Rockets is going to be a bigger issue. All right. Um, and so basically what happened is that China responded basically by... Um, it caused all kinds of uh, big hullabaloo, and essentially, it became a big thing. Where because the players at the time were going to be playing preseason games, we had three or four preseason games that were going to be taking place in China. Mm-hmm. So as this, uh, this firestorm is starting to happen, China's upset. China's threatening to cancel games. They're threatening not to air games on their TV station. There, they're taking down advertisements. They're canceling press junkets. All kinds of different things that were going on while these players are over there, and it caused this big firestorm um there at one point it was such a big thing at one point there was speculation that Daryl Morey might lose his job um when Adam Silver the commissioner of the NBA responded initially um he said you know he kind of he kind of hedged on both sides like hey I respect Adam Daryl Morey's um you know right to free speech but you know trying to blah blah whatever so mm-hmm. like it was kind of and even Daryl Morey deleted his tweet um so then the commissioner came out again and second time and said, yo, um, we are going to stand by his right, you know, his because a lot of politi- like a lot of people believe that he was hedging and they said, hey, why are you letting China dictate to us? And, you know, a lot of senators, Republican and Democrats, were like coming out criticizing the NBA and blah, 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 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he came out again. He said, you know, to be clear, we, we support their Moy's right to free speech and we're not, um, we're not lose our values um, for China, blah, blah, blah. China, of course, didn't like that either. So, yeah, so like. it, become, it becomes a thing where he's like, "Hey, we're canceling your press, your OP, or any um, interviews." It was, and it wasn't just. And the thing about it is, people don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's not just the government because you got to understand. While yes, for us, 
First of all, we're not Chinese. We don't live there. The people that live there, for the most part, are under, they, they're, that's what they're used to. That's what they know. They know that system. Right. So it wasn't just the government that was complaining or, like, upset. The people of China were upset. Because, mm-hmm. again, they feel a certain way because that's what they're, that's all they know. They grew know. up on that. They that's what they know. So to them, they're, they're, they're trailing, they're taking a party line, the government line of, yo, what the fuck are you doing? We don't agree with that. You're supporting this place that we like. So whatever the case may be, causes big ruckus. Um, there was all, all types of stuff. The players still had to play the game, but it was like, it was a little touch and go. So we hadn't really heard much from players. You heard a couple of players apologize for their more like, hey, China, we love you. It was like, uh, well, or Russell, well, I'm sorry, West- James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Like, hey, we should China, we love you, blah, 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 because they were asking about it, and that was kind of the gist of it. That was the most you heard from players for the most part. So it's been about a week, and so then like, LeBron James came out in the press junket um, and won the interview. First time he's commented on it. And essentially, he basically, his first comments were, you know, he felt like, well, maybe, you know, Daryl Morey was misinformed or uneducated on what was going on over there um, or something to that effect. And people focused, and so he said, you know, he needs to understand the impact or ramifications on, you know, and how it impacts people. And he mentioned, you know, fi- you know, you know, physically, um, he said financially. Always, he mentioned, like, three or four reasons. People hung on the financial part. He said, see, this is all about the money. Yep. One of LeBron's bigger points, and he actually tried to clarify this for people, was, nigga, I'm over there. He's like, because one of the things he said was he couldn't just did this a week later when we wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And even if there was actually an article in The Athletic that said there was this whole big meeting and um, the commissioner was trying to get the players to come on and say something, and LeBron was like, no, he needs to say something because he's the one that did this shit. Right. Why is it on us? Also, the thing about it is that, because one of LeBron's bigger points was... I'm the, we're the ones over here having to deal with this shit. He ain't even over here. Mm-hmm. He's at home. We're in China in a place that may not even be safe for us right now. Right. Because people hate us. It got to the point where they couldn't, people couldn't even be, like, when the players arrived, they couldn't, like, you know how many people had to be at the airport? They couldn't be there. And the people that were there had to be, they couldn't show Escorted. their faces. They had to show their faces because they didn't want the government to arrest them. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's how bad it was. So, if you, and you have people who do agree with what the government is saying, so they may, you don't know what, how they may react. Mm-hmm. It was just, a, it wasn't a, a very, it was a very tense situation. So, LeBron's point was, he wasn't saying, yo, you should have waited, um, and, you know, like, on some, like, the point he was trying to make is, you did say something without knowing how it was going to impact the people who were actually there. And that was his point. Everybody tends to focus on, because what they're trying to do now, especially, you know, like black people, of course, <laughs> is they try to use this as a way to say, well, LeBron, you always talking about black issues here and stuff. Why is it you ain't supporting freedom there? Well, I'm going to get to that. Uh, but they're trying to use that as a way to try to diminish the things he said before about whether it's been Trump or just in, in, or inequality in our country in general, uh-huh. um, which is what, that's what they do. 
Um, but his is whether he has financial implications there or not. That wasn't the only thing he said. But that's just the one thing everybody hold on to. Mm-hmm. I've been watching ESPN all week, and that's literally what these motherfuckers all talked about. Was the, except for one, maybe one person that understood what he was trying to say. Everybody else focused on the financial part he mentioned. He mentioned physically because one of his part points was motherfucker. I'm we're the ones over there. All right. We're in this situation. We don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Somebody, they, we don't know we can get detained or not. Because guess what? This is not our country. Uh-huh. We don't, and so things go different over there. They detained players a couple years ago from UCLA for fucking stealing a fucking, um, or supposedly stealing an iPad case or something. What's from, what is it, LeVar Ball's son or something that stole some yeah. Gucci store or some shit? Uh-huh. Some shades or some shit? Yep, like, and they, they, like they had, they were stuck over there for weeks. And then even with the Olympic team, it was like, uh, Ryan... He's stupid. Yeah, but yeah, but just the point was, you you're in a different country, and in a country that they don't play by our rules, right? So you have to be you have to be mindful of what you say, how it's going to affect other people. So I understood completely. He's not saying he can't say it. What he's saying is you have to understand how this is going to impact people. This is their culture. This is their because it's not even in not even the disrespect part, but more of okay. Even if you believe in that tweet, I have no problem with your tweet. Mm -hmm. Say what you what you don't say. But understand that there are people who are there who are going to have to answer for you because you're not here to answer for it. Uh-huh. And the people that are there are these players. So now it falls on the players to have to answer all these questions and potentially be held accountable for your shit. Because guess what? Punk ass is at home. Because China can't States. get to you. Right. They can get to me here because I'm there. Mm-hmm. And that was LeBron's point. That was one of his bigger points. But everybody wanted to focus on the financial shit. And that's fine. It's cool. Because again, he tried to say, oh, he thought because he got money over there. Nigga, he don't. LeBron got money over here too. He had money signed in a lot of different places. And this goes back to the lack of listening. And understand because, because people want to parse words, they want to pick up on the shit that's gonna make a, it's gonna be quick there, it's gonna make a headline, yeah, and make the shit. And it's like, no, y'all focusing on one part of his argument mm-hmm. and one fucking part of the overarching argument he was trying to make was, yo, and yeah, I'm people have said they disagreed with the uneducated part, yeah, the guy may know more about it, but even in his fucking apology, mm-hmm. matter of fact, let me look up what Daryl Morey said. So Dale Morey actually issued a statement today? I think so. Okay. unfortunate too because it's just like now the players they have to they have to basically put a whole armor of protection around themselves for what another person has done and it's like they weren't even given no type of like precautions or anything whatsoever before they went overseas Don't you? Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I mean, at least have some sort of an outlet. 
No, no, it's not how you do this shit. I mean, that's kind of Joe Budden is a, No, they don't. They literally just talk about whatever. Oh, half the time, aren't they drunk or high? No, that's drink champs, nigga. Oh, yeah, I know. No, we this podcast. Uh, that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. Uh, uh, no, not really. <clears throat> Um, but uh, if anybody cares, um, Starbucks now has pumpkin spice flavored coffee. What is up with what is why do people dislike pumpkin spice so much? It's not even that bad of a flavor. Or is it just because it's a, a white people thing? It's a white people thing. Uh, I, okay, I, I guess I understand. But it's still pretty good. Don't let my bias. Anyways. Um And of course, for those who do uh, celebrate Sweetest Day out there, happy Sweetest Day. If you don't, happy regular Saturday. Which I still don't understand why this is a Michigan-made holiday and what it even came about. So this is what Maury said when he tweeted his, uh, his, um, he said, I did not intend my tweet to cause any offense to Rockets fans and my friends and friends of mine in China. Um, I was merely voicing one thought based on one interpretation of one complicated event. I have had a lot of opportunities since that tweet to hear and consider other perspectives. I've always appreciated the significance of our Chinese fans and sponsors have provided, and I would hope that those who are upset and uh, will know that uh, uh, the offending or misunderstanding them was not my intention. My tweets are my own, and no way represent the brackets of the NBA. So again, he, I mean, he is saying, like, look, I had to hear more about, you know, like, and he's not saying he was wrong, but even he referenced the fact that, yeah, I, I've heard different perspectives and different thoughts on, on what's going on over there. Again, he only knows one side of it, and whatever the case may be, whether you agree with it or not, I don't know. I don't know I don't know enough about the shit to comment, and I'm not, because I'm not Chinese, and I live over there. Ching So, stop being You keep saying this stuff like the fourth time you've been racist on the fucking get me canceled. I'm tired of you. No, not at um, all. But uh, this is the ki- type of controversy you want, right? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, okay, The right. controversy I have on you is I have a bad This is the devil. Half. You are a controversy. This is what the devil speaks you are, of. You now. are a half-white devil. So, again... I'm not a devil. Half-white devil. I've been saved and, and born devil. again, so what are you talking about? White devil. White No, no, no. Stop saying no. Don't, don't turn that into a whole white thing. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> White people. And he continued with the statement. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. So, the point was, like I said, people try to parse certain, per- pick out pertinent comments. And again, this is all leading to them trying to find a way to discredit LeBron. Mm-hmm. Because LeBron has been very vocal about Trump and different things. And so, this is a way for people to not say, see, see, he don't, he don't, he's undermining our values by, I said, that's not all he said. Y'all focus on one part of what he said and left it there. And granted, he even said, I don't know about, I don't want to talk about this shit because I don't really know about it. Right. Like, and that's the thing. But it's I- not, and the thing is, my, my other issue with this is it's not his job no to, he's a player he's a fucking nba like it's not his job to know what's going on in china because guess what for everybody that wanted to complain about all this shit going on in china how our code our we're uh undermining our values you know what's fucking undermining our values the fact that black and brown people keep getting killed in the fucking street and y'all don't care about it exactly so for all you motherfuckers that want to say all this shit about hong kong and all this shit y'all niggas don't even care about your own fucking country because the people in your fucking country are getting killed every day and, and are in impoverished in neighborhoods and different shit and y'all don't give a damn about that but y'all want me to give a damn about china fuck china Mm-mm. 
Like, that's my thing. And you want this black man to sit up here and extol about how, oh, these things are going on in China. Like, you want him to have an opinion about what's going on in China. He had an opinion about what affected him. Was this man saying something he couldn't be held accountable for because he wasn't over there to have to deal with the fucking, um, out and the fucking, um, the brunt of that shit. I was. I was a nigga on the front line. Right. But I also think, too, people are trying to find any and every reason to just, like, paint LeBron out to be, like, all these other... Because I think the thing is because he's LeBron has too much power. Yeah. LeBron has too much power. It's what it boils down to is LeBron has too much power when it mm-hmm. comes to as an NBA player. Don't matter. LeBron can't help. Oh, wow. LeBron has too much power as an NBA player. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so what's, what's going on? Some under technical difficulty, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if they can do that. Um, yeah, but we just kept pointing it out. Oh, that's that's the headset is working. It is. Oh, okay. Whatever. Ashley's over here breaking mics and shit. No, not it's the cheapness. It's really nice. Well, really... Blame China. Blame China. Oh, no. Nah, <laughs> Oh, look, I see how you. I see how you did that. I should give you credit for that. Um, but no, even yeah, it's like people they they don't like that LeBron is like a, this guy who work who is in the NBA. He has a, such a positive background. He gives back to his community. He's been faithful to his wife. Well, more, and more than that, he has he's empowered players right. to take ownership of their 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 first of all their careers first of all and also their their careers outside of basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and he's becoming this thing. He's gonna probably be the first NBA billionaire. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as that a player. I mean, Jordan tried to present, but he's probably going to get there quicker than Jordan did uh-huh. because of all the different things he does. But LeBron is, he's hes in a powerful position, and so they want to, they are going to parse everything he says to try to use that to take him down. And that's really what it boils down to. Yep. And so now people are writing all these little op-eds about how LeBron, he undermined our belief system by his comments about China uh. because y'all focusing on one part of what the fuck he said right. when his over Arching part again, and his point was look, this motherfucker is the one that said all this shit, and I'm the one over here on the front line having to deal with the fucking outbreak, the break, the uh, the brunt of it. Yeah, and it's not my job because I'm not the one that said the shit, regardless of whether I agree with his point or support his, his right to say it. The point is, when you are the person, when I say something, <laughs> I have to face the consequences of what I say, exactly, just like anybody else. In this situation, Bill Moore tweeted something that affected a lot of people and it didn't affect him because yes while because everybody came on defense of him and supported his right to say it yeah he had politicians the nba everybody supported daryl Morey and his right to say what he said which i am all for mm-hmm. however those players who had to go over to had to go over to this country that they have no power in right had to face that shit and didn't know what the fuck they were walking into Exactly. So that's my issue. It's like it is. It's like no. That's and that's what his issue was more than anything. So 
feel like people just need to stop trying to partner like it's annoying as fuck. And again, I say it again. It's not the job of this black man to worry about something going on in China when he don't live people, there. He don't live there. And whether he does business there or not, everybody in the fucking America does the business there. Yeah. You ain't asking him to go out you ain't asking them them to go out there and, and, and set the shit right. He's a fucking basketball player. And I'm pretty sure China don't give a fuck about what's him, going on in America. And so. him and him having an opinion about what's going on in his own fucking country and in the inner cities and his and in, in the black community here has nothing to do with China. Right. It doesn't. I'm sorry. And granted, yes, I understand y'all say well freedom news Oh look. I have, as a black man, there are too many things in this world I have to worry about. Like, if if I walk out my house tomorrow, Mm -hmm. would I make it home? Right. And because guess what? The odds of it, something happening to me are a lot, are exponentially higher than what will happen to any other white man. Because we are not valued in this country. So if you want me to comment on other countries and what's going on in there, how about you value me here first? Yep. Maybe, but still then. Or we could just ship Trump over to China and they could just like chop him up. China. Yeah, <laughs> serve him to like the the other Chinese restaurants and Team Chong Chong, you know. Whatever, man. All right, so these hip hop hip hop awards happened recently. Uh, and I don't really know. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it, other than the fact that I'll say this: the fuck did y'all do to the hip hop awards? I didn't watch it. That's part of why. So. I don't know what they did or why they, what they decided to change. So anybody that's watched the BET Hip Hop Awards for at least the last 10 years really only watches it for the ciphers, right? Yes. They did one cipher. Are you kidding? One. One cipher. Uh, but they did one. Why? Nigga, I say one. Okay, so who's yeah. all a part of this one cipher? Um, King Lowe's, Cash Doll. Uh, okay. Um, Amon Shumpert. Um, was it IDK? And um, some kid from Seattle, I don't know his name. That was it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, one, one, one cipher. And the other cipher they did was like a comedian cipher, where like, um, uh, just hilarious. Oh. Chico Bean and um and I forgot who else and um Lil Duval because he was the host of the show. Okay. I didn't watch that one because I don't fucking care. Yeah. But yeah. so that was it. That was it. And well, in that- between that they did like this live like hit rap battle. Three rounds to get to the winner during a hip hop award, award show? show. Yes, live on the show. Well, it wasn't live, it was recorded that Sunday, previous Sunday, but whatever. So, yes, so I don't know. And I, uh, I guess their, their thing was, uh, and I think one of the things they're trying to do is because I guess completely they never give out a lot of awards at the show, so they, they added a lot more categories or awards and stuff this year. But y'all sacrificed the one thing you can have people call them watching the show. The ciphers were the thing that drew people to y'all. Exactly. So now y'all took away the one thing that drew y'all to the fucking show. Uh, I, I blame these. I don't know who the decision that was, but 
I, bl- I blame these younger people. Dumb fuck. No, the young people still are deciphers. I don't know who the fuck who I did that was, though. I blame the white man from uh, Viacom who owns BET. That was probably him and his poor making decisions. Uh, but I will say I did watch the, the Lil' Kim performance, and a lot of people were clowning her. I, well, duh, because she... <laughs> They said she sounded very winded. Um, of course, her she dance. Doing fucking choreography and shit. And they said like, she looked um, like a stiff Barbie doll robot. She, she did. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was I, I, I saw somebody reenact it. It was. Like, oh, I know who you talk about. That that, that light skin dude. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Um, yeah, I think he did LMA's um, award speech too. I think that was the same kid. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of people were just saying, like, little Kim need to sit down, and that was just a disgrace. And, I mean, and she dropped a new album, which apparently I've heard is trash. Yeah. Oh, um, but you know, hey, shout out to little Kim. She's still a legend. Yeah. Um, I still don't know. Well, probably quite a remix. But I always say when people say, look, I, I, yeah, Lil' Kim is definitely a pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give her that. Um, but I always say, what legendary bars does Lil' Kim have? I, I mean, I, I love Lil' Kim. Her quiet turn versus Friday's Um, What about all, uh, all About the Benjamins? Uh, that wasn't bad. Okay, so her, her top two verses. Quiet Storm Remix and All About the Benjamins. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, I liked um, when uh, her B.I.G. and Junior Mafia get money. Niggas, better grab the seat. Grab on your dick because this bitch did eat. That one. That one get money. That's a voice. Get money is get money. That's a different song. Fuck bitches. Get yeah, money. That's, that's the one I'm that, talking about. I know what you're talking about. That's a different song. What's the, what's, what's the title of that song? <laughs> I thought that was the title of the song. Get money. Remix. Because I know that, that was on the Junior Mafia album, wasn't it? It was. It was a single. Players anthem, nigga. It's, it's players anthem. Players anthem. Ladies, grab it as if you love big pop. If you love big, like that's that one. That's the that's their first single as Junior Mafia when she had the short hair there. Yeah, but that's not the version she money, on. Get money. Yeah, actually, was the first song she rapped on Junior Mafia. You know, no, but get the verse that I was rapping, that was Get Money. What? what, what Niggas, better grab the seat, grab on your dick, is this bitch get deep? That's Get Money. Yeah, it's a different song. Yeah, but that's the one I was talking about. I like but that you verse. You started singing one, and you started going to another. What? I know how did that. You the chorus for ladies, grab your if you love. Like you started that, then you went to get Get Money. Yes, Get Money was the one he was kicking um the. Uh, Charlie bought some more just faith out of his house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, kicking out the shit, he, the other shit he was fucking. Like, damn, why you want to see me wrong? Kicking, yeah. kicking the shit, kicking the chick he was fucking out the house as she was dressed like his wife. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so. Faith. And then he had, then he had this other chick he was fucking rapping on the song. So confusing. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it was so confusing. 
It's so confusing. Very much so. Um, but yes, so whatever the case may be. Um, but those are the two verses I know. I, I recognize as far as her best. I can't speak to anything beyond that. I know what song you're talking about. However, to me, whatever, um, but I also, um, Queen Bitch, she also, that, that's on her, that was on her debut album, obviously, that, that's another good one, and of course, that was a sample, uh, for Mary J. Blige's song that she also rapped on, um, oh, her, 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 um, verse on I Can Love You, I'll give her that one. Yeah. So that yeah, that that sample from that song was from her one of her records off of her first album called Queen Bitch. Which that was pretty dope. Mm. I say the song, not the entire album, like But what song are you looking for first now? The one you just said. Oh, get money. I don't think this is it. But... I'm sure this is not just looking at it. <laughs> or you could have just had me pull it up on my phone since I have a iPhone and I don't have to go through that shit with Apple Music. <laughs> I could have put it on Apple Music too. Don't even know what you think, I don't care. What the fuck? It's like he, he here's the thing. He he despises iPhones but has a a Mac. I don't. Computer. I have a Mac computer. Yeah, I, I hate iPhones specifically. No, you got 
I'm really wrong, first of all. This is what you wanted to understand or something. Okay. I think he doesn't like to admit what he's wrong. Listen, I told you what song it was. You started to get money. No, I said niggas. You said it was. I didn't say ladies. I said niggas. Anyway, so that might be the better of the public. You said you see my face before see my face. And I'm sure they scare. They they're running no, whore. Like, nope, never had a problem. Um, I saw a video uh, a post a couple days ago. Um so I guess it was a Harry Tut Harry Tut movie coming out. Yes it is, in November. And so people were like, Why are we promoting this like black Because they felt it was too dark. I mean, yeah, how do you how do you watch John Wick kill him by fifty million niggas in the movie? Exactly. 
psychopath nature and doing all these things whereas um this joker is really just getting started so he hasn't gotten that far into it and this was like kind of sort of how they threw in their interpretation with um bruce wayne and his parents and how that all came about with the whole and, and, and there's so many different like and joker doesn't really have a legitimate backstory in this comics anyway right it's it's not there's never really a real one so we don't know so there's a lot of opportunity to kind of embellish a little bit with there mm-hmm. um gonna touch on this one thing but um so one of my friends my friend um my friend um my friend eric little bro um kind of mutual friend of a bunch of people i know um eric moved out to cali a few years a few years ago or whatever um and so we've always known but Mayor eric recently came out to his parents right okay um and I guess I don't know how they didn't know, but they didn't know whatever the case may be. Um, whatever the case may be, um, he said he he posted a video, um, a little video on Instagram, basically talking about how he thought his parents would be, uh, how like what he said his thought process going into it, and just how. You know, he was raised a certain way to be accepting and different things. And, you know, like there's certain things my parents would be accepting of and mm-hmm. things like that. He said it can be one, it can go one, one, one or two ways. 
believe they were going to um, acknowledge it and be like, hey, you know, thanks for telling us. It's great. We're glad you're, you know, you're taking it, you know, making the right step. Or they're going to not acknowledge it. And that's exactly what happened to Ladder. His parents have not acknowledged that he's gay since he said it to them. They literally just kind of blow, like, basically, hey, it didn't happen. That's basically the way they've treated it. Uh, that shit didn't happen. And it's like, he's fine with it. It's just that it, it, it makes him look at a lot of things that he was raised to, like, believe by his parents and just and the way you are towards people and just being accepting of things um, that the way they raised him to be and how it makes you start to question the things that you were taught just based on how they're acting, how they, their reaction to it and how they've acted since. It just makes you question a lot of things and how people accept certain things. Um, like, I mean, my cousin's, you know, my cousin's gay, he's married or whatever. And, you know, people, um, I remember a few years ago, we had this big argument on Facebook. I mean, my cousin, my other cousin, who was, um, his back when Empire first came out, he was right. one who claimed out again. And then I'm like, nigga, you have a cousin's gay. How do you go up to the What the fuck? Wrong do. I love my cousin. I said you can't. That's two different things. You can't say I love my cousin, but you don't love who he is. Mm-hmm. Like either you love him or you don't. Like you can't. Like I like. He's not a criminal. Like I can see if you could say, hey, I love you, but I don't love what you, you know, what you become as far as you're a bad person. He's not a bad person. Right. Hear that stuff. You can't. Like you can't separate those two things. That's who he is. I think it's the people that it was. The thing is, is, you don't have to agree with the lifestyle, but at the end of the day, that person is still a person that you still have to love. And I think maybe in that case, it's it's hard for his parents to actually like take it all in. Like, okay, how do we deal with this? Because they probably don't agree with the lifestyle, but at the end of the day, that's their child. So it's like, it, that's the conflict. I feel like as a parent, I'm not a parent, but I feel like as a parent, and this is just me, just me. Matter of fact, I think I've seen people and I knew had them post where it's like, if my, um, for example, people criticize Dwayne Wade and Gabby. Oh yeah, because about his, his youngest son. son. Because his youngest son, you know, he's, he's gay. Uh, I think a lot of people are more so criticizing the fact that they're, that he's acknowledging his son to be a girl. And it's, oh. Well, I don't know if they've acknowledged that. It just, you know, they've supported him or whatever. He's done what his pride. I read something earlier this week where they said like, uh, it was a post where he said, my girls, and it was gay. Abby, it was his son that's gay and the youngest, the daughter they just had. He just said, my girls. But, and, and that caused a whole outrage where people was like, oh, that, I mean, you want to support him, but you can't tell him that he's a girl because he's not a girl at the end of the day. I don't know. I don't know about, I don't know. I'm just, I like to go look at the post, but, um, I felt like, first and foremost, you can't tell a parent how to, like, I can't tell you how to parent. I can't. Uh-uh. Um, but you can't criticize a parent for loving this child, mm-hmm. regardless of what who his child is. Right, is loving his child. It's no it, like you can't. Like, at the end of the day, that's who his child is, regardless of whether you think. Because there are people that say, "Well, he's too young to know." When and I always say, well, "How did you know when you like women or when you like men?" How, how old were you? Um, how old were you when your parents gave you either as a boy uh, trucks and as a girl dolls and said, hey, this is the shit you're supposed to pay, play with? Uh-huh. Like, we as as a society always push gender identity on children at a very young age. 
So, but it, so you can't then whether you're you know. So we we push these things on it. When a girl is three or four, you give her a kitchen set. Like so, as a girl, this is what you're supposed to be like. You, you are like, and you won't think how fucked up that is. That at a, at a, at a young age, my dad was like that. Like at a, at a, as a yeah, my sister had one too. It's like, but just when you walk in, think like, what the fuck? That's right. messed up. Well, no, why is it? Why is it? If you, but you can't get a boy that. You can't get a, a little boy a kitchen set because if a little boy places that kitchen set, he's all crazy. of a sudden he's like, exactly. Um, it's, he's, it's, it's really crazy to me. Yeah, it's like it was one time I recall like my brother had some of his friends over and they were all going to play like tag football or something like that. And I wanted to play. My dad stopped me. He said like that's not a thing you do. That's for them because they're boys. You go back in the house and you know stay in the house. And I, I was kind of mad because of course no I didn't have friends at that time. So most of the time I was playing with my brother and his friends and that's pretty much how I, I grew up and but most of the time if my dad was there it was like no you can't play with them because you're a girl and I used to get bothered by that because it was just like well I can't my cousin my cousin Cheryl she's um she had every Barbie on the man when we were kids that was just she just did mm-hmm. I had a lot of Barbie so I mean every I mean Barbie doll houses fucking Barbie cars every the Malibu fucking, <laughs> every fucking Barbie mm-hmm. if you went to her house nigga you had to play with Barbies that was the thing you were, you had no choice she was our older cousin mm-hmm. you really had didn't have a choice though it was me and my cousin Eddie we had to go over there nigga we had Barbie with fucking Barbies we have a choice. Like, you didn't really have a choice in the matter. Like, if you do this shit, you like, probably gonna probably beat us up. And just so, like, at the end of the day, like, that's what you were like, but it wasn't a thing. Like, right. my dinner's out. Like, it's like this whole thing where the kid, like, if a kid, like, a kid playing with a doll is not going to make him then say, you know what? I want to be a chick. That's not how it doesn't. That's not how it works. And people judging Gabby and Dwayne for supporting their son, whether it's on Pride Day, at Pride parades, if that's who he is, mm-hmm. the best thing a parent can do is support their child. Because I can imagine for that kid, if he didn't have that love surrounding him. It would be a very scary prospect to deal with. Right. Especially at that age. To know this is who I am. Mm-hmm. But his parents have embraced that. And that's what matters. And for so many people to have a problem with that or to criticize that, it's like, what the fuck? And it's like, as a parent, I just feel like, and it gets back to my point, as a parent, I feel like if you love your children, you should love your children. I don't think a re- your belief in religion, your belief in anything to change how you love your children. Right. Because you birthed them. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe in God, Allah, or anything, or nothing at all. Though, at the end of the day, the one thing that, that you must believe in is the kids that you brought into this world. And if you can't love your children regardless of who they are, there are kids, there are women out there right now, the parents out there right now, they kids up there robbing everybody. They still love them. Oh, they all did on the so if six I o'clock can, news. If I can love my kid <laughs> who's robbing everybody, yep. why can't I then love my child who is become is being who they are? Because it, it, it's not normal. 
It's not no it's the thing at the end of the day we are first of all we are stop saying it's not normal. At the end of the day, they are part of our lives. It's, it's not saying it's not normal, it's not it's not what you agree with, it's not what you feel like it was intended. Whatever whatever your belief system is, fine. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, not seeing is seeing is not normal, is dismissing the fact that there are millions of people in this world that are that. So not saying like is we can't it, it, at this point in our society it is normal. It's not Well it's yeah, not, no, I get that. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like don't say it's not normal. It's not it's not what you believe is is, is it was intended and that's fine. Right. But to say it's not normal just misses the fact. Well yeah, no, no, no. no it is common. But yeah, no, that's not yeah, that's, I yeah, that's, yeah, so that's what I mean. So right. We can you can say hey it's not, you know, and that's fine. Wherever you believe system is fine, I don't have a problem with that. But what I don't want to do is dismiss the fact that there are millions of people in this world who are Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. That's who we are. Um, I just, I just feel like at the end of the day, regardless of whether it's race, color, um, sexuality, whatever, it's we just have to love each other. And I feel like that's the problem we have too much. And the fact that people can hate a person either because of who they love or what color they are. Mm-hmm. will always be the thing that I will never understand in this world. It will never make sense to me. And there's no explanation. Um, you can say, okay, what's what? I, and people will justify it for whatever many reasons they want to come up with. For years, the Ku Klux Klan is still to this day will justify saying their God tells them it's right. But yeah, that ain't my God, though. But people <laughs> say it's not my God. There's like, how many gods are there? Like, is it like, you, is it like, like, motherfucker, no. It's the same people just try to say, right now, I understand why they say it. But Trump is tending to be everybody's president. So whether or not you want to come. Not my like, president. He's, he's, he's the president of the United States. You live here. Fuck that. I, like, whether or not I agree with him or not, the point is he's still technically the president of the United States. So, yeah, you like, you do not claim the motherfucker, but that's different. But it's the same thing. Like, at the end of the day, we just have to love each other. We have to love people. And I feel like that's the only way we're going to get through the shit. But unfortunately, there are too many people real estate in this world and access in this world tends to be more important to people mm-hmm. than people. My access and my ability to be in control is more valuable to be valuable to me than me acknowledging who you are and accepting that. I don't want I don't want you to be accepted because that gives you power and I don't want to empower you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to continue to diminish who you are, not acknowledge who you are. For example, was it two years ago when it was on the ballot for them to actually do a real um um mass transit system in, in Detroit? Yes, I remember. And then and they fucked it up. They, right? Detroit voted for it. Bought people in the suburbs. Yeah, that's why they, they fucked it up. They voted against it. Which was the dumbest thing um, ever. And then, in turn, they voted for the stupid ass 75 project that didn't matter because they benefited. The 75 has been working on for like years and now. And it's going to continue. It's going to be working for the next five years. And the guy who did it, who instituted it, just died. Um, fuck him. But he. he oh, you're talking about the dude, the, the bitch nigga from Roy, Warren? That he was like a mayor or something like that. Yeah, or he's he a council guy, my guy. Oh yeah, that, that fuck Yeah, he's him. the one that this this fuck that bitch. bitch is. Burn he's the hell. one that was trying to shoot down the whole. He's the one that got those people out in Roseville and stuff to, to vote down. 
But you have people, black people that were voting against it because they said they didn't want their, mind you, it was going to like make their um their home loans and should go by $20 a year or some shit. But they, and the thing is, they, the one thing they will say is, um, like, well, I'm going to go pay for something I'm not going to use. How do you know? Because I think the problem is that living in Michigan, there's an assumption that if you take mass transit, because we only have the busing system, you're poor. that you're poor. What these people fail to realize is that in cities where there is a mass like transit LA system, LA and Chicago, New York, everybody from fucking corporate executives to your fucking window washer, mm-hmm. everybody uses mass transit. Because most the fucking traffic is ridiculous. Most people don't drive in New York. No. And, and LA traffic is crazy too. Yes. So, like, yeah. Uh, and so that's the reason it why people. It makes sense. Like it makes so in those places, it's not viewed as only poor people do it. Everybody rides to train in New exactly. York. Exactly. They're like, what the fuck? So people need to understand that. And I guess they just don't because they grow up. They lived in a city in a state where the autos has always been the thing. So cars, 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 cars. Older city. Yeah. Right. So we we live and die by cars. And so because you live inside, that's all you've ever been preached to. And you never lived in And it's city. like if you got a car, you making and if it. You on a bus, you broke. Yep. All of a sudden, it's not. It's not looked at the same. Mm-mm. So it's just people have to change their mindsets, and things won't change. That's just the reality of it. Yep. People don't open their minds up to different things and, and new and things that are going to expand and make us all better in the long run. It's going. It's going to end up being the same thing. Right. Um. Because reality is, having that mass transit system is going to, that would have been the thing that would brought people to Detroit. Exactly. It's not part this, of the reason not we dumbass Q line. It's part, it's part of the reason we haven't gotten the Super Bowl back. Yep. Is because you're limited on, because if you had a, a mass transit system, that means that you have to get, they can stay out in the suburbs and still get down here without having to drive and find right. parking. Because that shit's expensive. Oh, downtown is like a fucking it's hell right, and that's the whole point. People don't seem to understand that. Um, it's so many things that will bring more things here mm-hmm. to to Michigan if we had a mass transit system. Right. That's just the reality of it. But um, we ain't there yet, so. Yeah, because we're still stuck in like 1980. Yeah, yeah that's just the reality <laughs> of it. So. But um, other than that, I am done. I'm I just talk about. We've Good. done we've done over two hours. Yes, we have. You have a place to be as opposed to get some opening. You think you're a star and shit? And uh, that, but I am. <laughs> whatever. You are standing um, in the face of the great one. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I was waiting for some smart ass comeback from you, so yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. So with that being said, I am um I am Finito. Um, you can check out the podcast on Apple Play or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and Podbean. You can follow the podcast on IG at Don with the King Podcast or Twitter at DW. TK Pod um, on Facebook at Donald King Podcast as well. You can also follow me on Twitter at The Real Will K. That's T H A. And that's on Twitter and IG because I am that nigga. Um, and really. this nigga right here, Ashley um, K. I'll say it. It's um, follow me on Instagram at that's Ashley K A Y because he always fucks it up. And I believe he does it on purpose because you don't want me to get more followers. That's okay. Haters never prosper. And then you can follow me too on Facebook at Ashley K-A-Y Evans. Um, 
Right. Shouts out to the 2 a.m. podcast. Shouts to KC. Shouts to um, Hendrix. Um, 2 a.m. gang. By the way, we got some shit for y'all next year. I'm just letting y'all know that now. Don't tell them I told you. Um, but with that being said, um, this is the Down with the King podcast. I am Will K the King, and this is Ashley K. Um, C Wade is actually going to be back soon. Yes, yes. Him and his dreads are going to be back soon. Poppy. Um, but with that being said, we are signing off. Sayonara, bitches. Can you